Good morning, folks. Joining me today is Assemblymember and Chair of the Finance Committee, Carol Treem. Good morning. Good morning, Kevin. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for being here. So your committee has been hard at work these past few weeks hammering out a budget. Break down the process for our listeners. What more needs to be done? Right. So, so far, we've gone through basically the information gathering stage of the budget process. So we've heard from all of the enterprise boards that have basically their own budgets, and they submit them to us for approval. We've done that in the last few weeks. And then just this week, we heard from community organizations that are requesting grants for various things. So, for example, Alaska Heat Smart, which is a program that provides heat pumps, the Downtown Business Association, those kinds of folks. So we've we've heard all of those requests now, and then the next couple of weeks will be hammering out decisions. And during that, during that meeting, the brakes were put on funding towards the Glory Hall. What happened? I think we've just gotten ourselves a little confused about that funding and the decisions that we've made in the past and what we intended. So this is another stage where we kind of had to just press pause and we'll be collecting some more information and we'll be getting that when we get back to making that decision. It's really, really was just a a moment of confusion for everybody. Mm. So... From all the presentations you've received so far, docks and harbors, the school district, the airport, the hospital, et cetera, what trends have you seen so far in the asks from the departments? Well, obviously, this is everybody is aware of inflation. Everybody's costs are going up. So we are seeing that from every request that we get as the costs are going up. And then something also that's happening kind of even before inflation in the last few months has been our rising insurance costs. That's really affecting every part of the borough. And that's like a thing that you would normally not think of. That's not a kind of headline making component of the budget, but those insurance costs are just going through the roof. And that's something that we have to account for in all of our budgets. And if if my memory serves me right, the insurance costs were especially high for the school district. Yes, I know. And the, the school district has that is a big part of their budget. And that's a part of their budget that the city and borough of Juneau can't just provide extra money for due to all of the state laws around school district budgets. Oh, that's right, because you have a max you can provide them. We do. We have a, a cap on their operating budget. Uh, I think the assembly almost always funds to the cap. I think that's the intention this year as well. So those insurance costs are part of that, and we can't really make up the difference for them. And. When is your next meeting slated for? Our next meeting is Wednesday, next Wednesday. So during the budget process, we have meetings basically every week, every Wednesday at 530 through April and May. So next week, uh, we'll start to get into hopefully some of the actual decision making. We've we've punted a lot of decisions to what we call our decision list. And we do eventually have to sit down and say yes or no to all of those requests. So, so tell me about that decision list, because at the meeting, there was a lot of items punted to that list. So what, what, what will be the uh, end result of it? So the end result is that basically we say either yes or no to those requests. And, and having them uh, all on that list uh, does allow us to look at kind of the, the broader impact to saying yes or no to all of those things. We can kind of add up and see what the total would be if we said yes to everything. Of course, uh, there's always requests 
that come in uh, and we do have limited resources. So we might end up uh, declining some of those requests. It's really having that meeting where we focus particularly on that list lets us put that into the broader context of the entire budget. So let's step back, Carol. Overall, how would you describe the city's financial standing? Well, you know, it's it's constantly in flux. And just this week, we heard that the state might be paying back the school bond debt reimbursement that had been vetoed in the last few years. So for Juno, that's $16 million, which is a big chunk of change and would really change our budget from a budget where we would have to kind of dip into fund balance to balance our budget to adding to fund balance. So it's constantly in flux and especially in the last couple of years, of course, COVID has made everything different uh, with the federal money. I don't think that we have kind of evened out that from that yet. So I don't think that we can quite say anything with certainty about what our trends will be. I think we need to wait a couple more years after that, you know, COVID craziness to see where things settle. And that federal money contributed to the fund balance you now have, as I understand it, right? Yes, for sure. I mean, we we would have spent through our fund balance in less than a year if we hadn't received that federal money. So it definitely contributed. I think probably who knows what it would have been, but I think it probably did contribute some amount to the fund balance that wouldn't have been there otherwise. And you can also correct me if I'm wrong here too, but I believe there's a surplus, a, uh, a little bit of a uh, positive in the budget currently? Well, there was not until this week with that anticipated $16 million from the state. We were actually looking at a deficit of a few million dollars. So this money from the state, if we get it, uh, I'll wait till the the ink is dry to say that for sure. But if we get that money, that'll switch us from a deficit to a surplus. Mm. And would you say this year there would even be the need to look into additional revenue? Um, that is a good question. I don't think that that's on the minds of anybody on the assembly. I, I think the opposite, actually. When we get to the mill rate, I'm sure uh, we will look at the effect of what would happen if we lowered the mill rate. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that's the case this year. Um, but, you know. And that mill rate's returning to its original amount. Right? Yeah. I th- uh, the manager's proposed budget has that mill rate's flat. The mill rate in Juneau has really been relatively flat for actually about the last 15 years. It's been really minimal changes. I don't see any drastic changes this year either, but we will have to wait and see what happens. So is there anything you'd like to add add about the finance committee workings before we cut to a break and talk about many other things? Well, we are still, you know, the last decisions are about the mill rate. So those are kind of important meetings. If anybody is interested in those, those will be coming up in the next couple of weeks. So we've done, you know, the easy stuff in the budget process so far. So we've got the really tough choices to make coming up. So those would be good meetings to listen to if anybody's interested in that process. Very good. We have many more questions in store after the break. Stay tuned. So there's been, we're back with Carol Treem. So there's been talk of removing the sales tax on food here in town and that it might be put to voters later this year. What need do you see for this cut? 
Well, this is a discussion that's been happening for a long time, even prior to my time on the assembly of should sales tax be removed from food. And of course, it's a great idea. It's it's really good in terms of equity because the people who have less money spend more of their income on food and that extra sales tax is just a, a bigger burden for them. And of course, it's helpful for everybody. Everybody buys food. So everybody's putting paying sales tax on the food that they buy. The problem with just straight removing it is it's actually a, a pretty large amount of money. It's around $6 million, maybe even more than that, that the city would be losing from its revenue. So replacing that revenue has been important to me and important to the other members of the assembly. And we've had to come up with We've looked at a number of ways that we could do that, and we've explored different options. And I think what we're left with is the possibility of removing sales tax on food, but simultaneously changing the sales tax to either a higher year-round rate or a higher seasonal rate. And that's what we're looking at putting in front of voters in October. And between those two options, where are you at? Would you rather see it seasonally or all year? You know, I haven't made up my mind on that. I don't know yet what would be the better option. I think we still have some work to do exploring that. And if listeners have opinions on that, please let me know, because I've I've heard various things, and I haven't yet made a decision if one is better than the other. And what would you say to the concerns of eliminating sales tax on food, but then imposing the sales tax. So trading one thing for another. Yeah, well, so uh, our finance director has looked at that and has his math that he's done in his finance world has come out that actually your average resident, like individual person in Juneau would be saving $140 a year. So that's, you know, it's $140 over a whole year is, doesn't sound like a lot of money. Of course that is. So that's under the assumption that the sales tax is removed, the sales tax on food is removed, but then a sales tax is imposed. Correct, that the rate increases on other things. So it's a, it's a trade-off, and this is, this is a hard decision for us to make. And I think um, you know, that's one of the reasons why I'm happy that it would have to go to voters. To, to change the sales tax, we would have to send it to voters anyway. But I think that will also let the community weigh in on whether they feel that trade-off is worth it. We wanted to know your thoughts about the cruise season restarting and what this fully restarting and what this might mean for revenue for the city. Well, I have to say I'm really happy to see them back. I, I think it's just it's great for our business owners. It's great for our community. It also happens to be really great for our city budget. So um, that, that sales tax revenue we get from cruise ship passengers is a really large portion of our budget. And if we saw that go away permanently, we would be looking at making some pretty drastic cuts to the services that CBJ offers. So I am happy to see them back and happy that we don't have to have really difficult conversations. And what conversations might you be hearing around when enough is enough with the amount of cruise ships coming yeah. in? Yeah, well, that is definitely, I mean, we've been having that conversation. I chaired the Visitor Industry Task Force a few years ago. And of course, we finished up that process right in March of 2020, and we were ready to implement some of those recommendations right away. And then we didn't have a cruise season for about two years. So I think this year is going to be a real test of what 
improvements we can make, what which one of those recommendations we can implement. And then also kind of, I'm, we'll see how the city reacts to a whole bunch of cruise ship passengers after two years of, of having downtown all to ourselves. And plus there might be that fifth dock as well, huh? Yes, of course that process is underway. Uh, that is something we discussed on the visitor industry task force as well. I think if that fifth dock were built, it, w- it would definitely change the conversation, but might not actually have a big impact on the number of people who come. At least that's what we had hoped when we discussed that on the Visitor Industry Task Force. There's still a lot of work to be done on that issue for sure. So tell us about the work going into the 1% sales tax list that will be put to voters later this year. Yeah, so uh, Juno has this process of every five years, this 1% sales tax goes on the ballot and voters have to approve it. And generally we are using that for capital projects and it funds it for the next five years. So we have to come up with the list of projects for that. That's uh, the process that we actually just started this week is what what things do we want to put on the ballot that voters would say, yes, we think this is a good use of sales tax money. So things that we are talking about are a new radio system for the police. Uh, That radio system actually also gets used by a lot of other entities, the airport and the fire department, docks and harbors, uh, and that radio replacement would be pretty expensive. So this is a good use of that 1% sales tax money. And then other things, I actually just this week went to the Diamond Park Aquatic Center and saw the new decking the anti-slip decking that's being installed. That decking project is using money from the last round of 1% sales tax. So it's those kinds of projects that get put on the ballot. They're um, you know, projects that help the city keep, keep running, make some improvements that otherwise maybe wouldn't be in the budget. So refresh us on this, Carol. This is for five years, right? Correct. The, the 1%. Okay. And what items on the list are you most interested in? It sounds like you're supportive of the radio. Yeah, I, I am supportive of the radio. It seems like it's a real need. And also, who knew that a radio system could be so expensive? Um, I had no idea. But it sounds it's a necessary upgrade to keep us all safe. So absolutely in favor of putting that on the ballot. And, and also potentially finding other funding sources from that. It doesn't have to all be from the same thing. Um, I'd like to see some parks and rec projects go on there, maybe some improvements to different parks. Uh, who kn- there's you know lots of different ways that we could spend on parks and rec, so I'm always happy to do that. And then you know there's we'll see what else the community has. There is a chance for community input on this, and we actually would really like to hear from people what they would like to see us spend that money on. Especially since you're coming up to decision time, huh? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, what's the status of planning towards a new city hall up until this point? Yes. So we actually kind of, uh, we are in our budget process and we decided we were going to remove that decision from our budget process and come back to that in June. But we are, that will be something that could potentially go on the ballot as well, because that's also a, a big purchase. A lot of money would be required. We'd probably have to issue bonds for that. And I think that, you know, I, at the beginning of the process, I wasn't sold on whether it was necessary, but I think now I am sold on, yeah, we should we should move forward with this because the option of doing nothing uh, is still going to cost us a lot of money. The current city hall is going to need a lot of money no matter what. So we're looking at spending money on this. We might as well 
build something that's going to last a really long time and invest, you know, in our future. We always say the city and borough of Juneau, we should plan for it to be around forever. So I think when we look at planning for this, we should be thinking in terms of decades and not just the next couple of years. And I hear there's also talks returning of a new city museum. What, what do you think? Yes, I missed uh, that meeting on Monday, but that's another case of uh, an old building that if we don't do anything, still requires a lot of investment and a lot of maintenance. So is this another case where it's actually going to, in the long run, be cheaper and better to look at something new, a new facility or a new location? And you must get tired of talking about this thing, but I wanted to know your thoughts about this gondola. Well, I think I've I've been pretty vocal in the meetings. I wasn't a supporter of the gondola at first. I'm still not a supporter of the gondola. I, I wish we hadn't done it, but it is seems to be moving forward. Um, we put in a lot of planning, the assembly does every fall, into our assembly goals and what we want to focus on and what we want to spend our money on. This wasn't part of that process. I think we skipped a bunch of things that we should have used that money for instead. And um, you know, the, I think the process happened way too quickly. It should go on a list, just like every other project and request that comes to the assembly to be evaluated, you know, as a whole and see where we where our priorities are. But it, I think it's coming to Juno, so it, we'll see when it gets here. So it sounds like you are in concurrence with. Hugh Scandies during that yes, meeting. Yes, I think Miss Hugh Scandies and I are, are aligned on this topic very much so. And I understand the objective of this was to improve summer operations at Eagle Crest. So what do you think of, of that goal? You know, I think that's a, that is a great goal. And it's we heard from community members actually in the visitor industry task force about that and i do think that it is a good opportunity for us to kind of disperse all of those cruise ship passengers who come and kind of clog up various areas of town this would be another place that they could go but i think it's going to require a lot of planning and a lot of community involvement because there were a lot of people who had very strong feelings that they don't want the feel of eagle crest to change in the summer you know people go berry picking and hiking up there it's a really beautiful location and i think we need to take those concerns into account when we're planning for this we can't just steamroll over that so I, I, I think that the objective of having summer operations at Eagle Crest is a really good one. It's just we need to be really careful about how we implement it. And before we wrap up here, the armored truck has been a lot of talk as of late. What do you think of the vehicle? Yeah, so um, I had raised some concerns when I first heard about it because all I had heard was that it was a tank. But we had a really great meeting with JPD and CCFR, and they came and they explained what the vehicle is and what they're going to use it for. And all of my concerns were satisfied in that meeting. I was really happy that we had that dialogue. And actually, I think that we it was a great dialogue and we should be we should be doing that more so i'm going to tell the mayor we got to get the police department in more frequently to have those talks and like learn what they're doing and know what's going on um so my my concerns about that vehicle were totally assuaged by that meeting i'm glad that we had the conversation and then we'll see what color it ends up being because there were some strong opinions on the color i don't have a strong opinion but who, who knows it could be white could be red we'll see 
Well, we heard it was red, but I guess we will see. So is there anything you'd like to add before we wrap up? Uh, no, thanks for having me, Kevin. Again, it's it's budget season and it's decision-making time. So if people have thoughts about that, what they want to see us do, uh, please let us know. It's really important. And we're getting into the time where we need to make those decisions. So now is the time to let us know what you want. And I hear they could even balance the budget themselves if they want to. Yes, I think uh, I think Juno.org slash budget is the place to go. And it's a pretty nifty little tool where you can you can see what our spending needs are, what our revenue is, and see if you can balance that better than we can. Well, very good. Thank you for being on today, Carol. Thanks, Kevin. Well, folks, I do not have a guest slated for Monday, but stay tuned. I, I might just have one. But in the meantime, enjoy your May 6th at the Maritime Festival tomorrow, as well as many other things. Thank you, and have a good weekend.